Yeah, what's everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Card Progression Podcast, presented by Dark Fusion Systems, the best computing experience you can have for gaming, creative, whatever it is. Hell, they endorse me. They endorse Ryan Kirby from Fit for a King, so you know this is legit. Get $100 off your entire build using the code CPPOD at darkfusionsystems.com. Link description of the podcast. Any point throughout the build, mention the code, you're getting $100 off. Now type for a feature presentation. I should technically be working right now, but we have Joey from Varsity back on the podcast once again. Their brand new album, Levitate, is out now. We talk about the creation of Levitate, how it was much different from Welcome Home. We dive deep into some of the songs, including the features that are on this album as well. And we asked Joey a couple of hard-hitting questions from some of the biggest Varsity fans out there. Are you guys ready? Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Court Progression Podcast. In my brain, I have my five favorite guests of all time, and I like to bring them on at least once a year. This is one of those times right here. I believe this is man's fourth time ever on the podcast with a brand new album called Levitate coming out on October 27th, which is the day after we record this. But by the time you hear this, it's already out. You're able to go check it out and enjoy it. And if you do not catch them on tour with For the Fallen Dreams and Monuments back in October, they're going out with Nonpoint at the end of the year. So do not miss out on that to miss an incredible band. You don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. So follow my footsteps. Make sure you go and see them live. But beforehand, let's talk to the man. So please welcome Joey Varan from Varsity back to the podcast. So Joey, welcome back, my man. What up, man? Thank you for having me back. <laughs> Dude, it's always a pleasure to have you back. I always look forward to this up. And especially this time around, we have a brand new album to really dive into. And man, I'm stoked for this. So as you know, we're right about, as we're recording this, the lead up to the album the day beforehand. But of course, by the time this comes out, the album's going to be out. So let's dive into it, man. When it came to this album, what was it like creating this one, especially after what you did with Welcome Home and then the two EPs following it last year? Um, God, this process was so different, man. Um, I'm actually more nervous about this record because this is... So the last record, um, I I pretty much went into like a, a real professional studio, did everything well, like you know just as professional as possible. Um, this one I did entirely at home. Um, so I self-produced pretty much this entire record, and then obviously I had JD, uh, the former guitarist of Ice Nine Kills, uh, help me reproduce some songs on it. But um, uh, it was it was very 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 different <laughs> from uh, the last bit of work that I did. So like how different in comparison between going from it being just working with somebody professionally, really letting them take the reins on it production wise versus you doing it. And then a couple songs collaborating with Justin DeBleek. And I do have a, you know, I always smile when I see Justin DeBleek was on a record due to the fact that he's the only producer or one of two producers I've ever had on the podcast. So I always like smile whenever I see his work. I'm like, ooh, this is going to be fun. That dude is first off a genius. Like I... Oddly enough, so he wasn't supposed to do any of the production on the record. Um, we were just supposed to do one song together. And so we got on a call, like a Zoom call, and we just started We just started writing something. We just wrote something fun. Uh, I, I kind of wanted to write, like, Varsity's Thriller, um, if that makes sense. <laughs> and we're like, all right, we're just going to write the song. Uh, the song is called Dangerous. Um, and off of that one session, dude, I literally, me and him hit it off so well that I, at the end of it, I literally was like, you know what, dude, do you want to produce this record with me? Cause I really want to, he was like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, I was like, I think, I think, I think you should do this. Like it'd be sick. And we just, we just started working and God, everything came out so great. Man. See, that's, that's something I always love hearing too. And now when you're bringing up the fact that the one you were going to do with him originally, and just the only one was going to be dangerous, which is, you know, if Varsity decided to make Thriller, 
I mean, literally, right when I started listening to that song, right from the beginning, right when you started singing, I'm like, this is Varsity's Thriller right here. There is yeah. no doubt in your mind from once you start singing that this is <laughs> exactly what you're expecting. Yeah, dude, it's funny because even the opening line, uh, it's close to midnight on Dangerous, is the opening line of Thriller. And I wanted, I wanted it to be as obvious as possible that this was just like me having fun and just like me doing something different. Because like I, we normally like when I write songs, um, I try to write from like, you know, personal stories and everything else but with dangerous i was like i want to do something just really fun and, and like really kind of out there and it worked and honestly like also i'm just grateful that i even got to meet jd just just trying to do that one song because like i have me and him have like we're like really close now like we're actually going on saturday um together to go see motionless of white and stuff like that so it's like i, I developed like a really good friendship with him and stuff and it's just i'm just all stoked on it man so you can go with him to see Motionless in White, which means you're probably going to end up getting to hang out with, you know, Most White and Justin Morrow specifically off that because I know those guys are still pretty tight as well. Damn, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, you got to be enjoying every bit of that now, especially thinking that you found another producer out there, you connected with them, and you're able to create great music with them. So going forward, when it comes to wanting to try different things, wanting to try something new, expand your horizons and find a producer out there that's going to be behind it every step of the way, and know how to amplify exactly what you're doing, JD's going to be the guy that you go to. And that respect is already built in between the two of you. Yeah, it's it's actually really sick because we we did this record and then it, it was the most interesting process ever because like I I had recorded songs already when I gave them to him. I was like, hey, these, this is what I have. And he instantly knew what I was going for. I was like, oh, I I can feel what you're going for already. Like, let's let's make these songs like bigger. And I'm like, wow, like that dude, like, really 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 got what i wanted to the point where like the record is coming out but me and jd already started writing other songs like that are not on the record i like working with this guy so much we just we just kept writing i'm like dude let's just see let's see what else we can pull you know pull off oh absolutely and why not keep that creative juice flowing why not just keep that process going even though you know the album with levitate of course, recording right before it comes out, but it's going to be out by the time this releases. So you guys already have this process going. Now the release part out is out. Now people are getting to listen to it. But in the background, you guys are still going at it. You guys are still writing songs and continuing to build up on different ideas of where you could potentially go with Varsity's music, which whenever I think about that, I mean, the answer is you can go anywhere you want with it. And that's naturally for any artist has the ability to do it. But this is the sound you guys are able to create in the past music that you have made it shows this variety that you guys can go anywhere you want and it's going to sound natural. It's going to flow in that way. You guys know how to take these different influences, put them together and make them work every step of the way. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Cause it's like, it's really scary sometimes. Like sometimes I write songs. I'm like, I don't know if this is varsity, but I'm gonna go with it anyway. But in the sense, varsity is whatever you want it to be. I mean, it's your, it's your band. It's your art. It's your music. It's going to be whatever you want it to be. It doesn't have to be a very specific thing because if you put yourself in that box and everyone expects you to be in that box, when you decide you want to venture out of it and you want to take the next step, just given how life goes, then there's going to be a lot of people out there. They're going to be like, oh no, you can't do this. Kind of similar to what happens to a lot of old fans of like Bring Me the Horizon where they're always still sticking on Count Your Blessings or anybody that liked asking Alexandria heavily in 2009, 2010 compared to what they listen to now. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel that. I, I think that's going to be like a cool surprise for people with this record. Um, Welcome Home was a little more, it was a little more controlled. Like it sounded a little more controlled, but this is just way more out there. <laughs> 
I would have to agree with that. So even though Welcome Home, you still ventured out into many different aspects. You still brought some of the heaviness in there. You still brought some of the lighter spots in there. You still brought some more of this like party item kind of feel in there, especially like a club vibe with Closer. But now when it comes to Levitate, everything you do on here, it's like every single song, you're going in a different direction. You're going in a different feel. Of course, it's all cohesive running through one to the next song. If you're going to listen through the album song by song in the specific track listing that you guys put out there. But there is a lot of differentiation there, but it's that differentiation there. I do agree with you. It's more expanded and a little bit more noticeable than it was on Welcome Home. Yeah, I, I kind of did that on purpose. I feel like with Welcome Home, I, uh, in the weirdest sense ever, like I love that record. Um, very proud of that record. But I think I was so, because it was like our first real record, I was very scared of like just venturing outside of the box and stuff like that, or just doing things that, you know, I wanted to do and so I played it real safe and then with this record I was just like yo I don't care I'm just gonna I just want to write like just the the most fun stuff that I can um and just kind of go with it and it ended up coming out so good well when you're able to do that too it's you have stuff that you're able to create you know your own version of thriller you're able to put like an 80 synth wave sound in there you're able to work a little bit more in a punk rock style. You're able to work in more of a metalcore style. You're able to work off of a softer, more balanced style at the exact same time as well and create this whole cohesive unit. Because specifically with me, it was like when I listened to the song No Chill, that was the one that stood out to me the most given the fact that I love the heavier stuff. I love stuff that has a little more of a bang to it, a little bit more fast-paced style. And that one really worked well in my mindset because it was like I listened to the backing and the way it flowed. It reminded me of like Devour by Shinedown but with more of this metalcore flow to it. And then with your style of vocals, just the contrast behind it is just, it stands out so well with a faster, more aggressive backing, but you with a softer vocal set, still being able to power through it and still stand over the rest of the instrumentation. But that contrast just, it's something I absolutely love. I love seeing both those pieces pulled out because of how different those two are. Yeah, dude, No Chill, it's so funny that you brought that song up. That was the second song I did with JD, and I remember when I showed him uh, what I wrote for it, he listened to it and was like, yo, this goes hard. And I was like, are you sure like this is it? And he was like, the, the way that the, the, the opening riff on it is like kind of like a thrash metal riff, but he, you know, he was like, nah, dude, he was like, the way you put this song together flows so well that these, your influences show, but it never strays from like what varsity is. Um, That's actually one of the songs I am, so excited to play live because we i feel like we've had high energy songs but that one is just like high energy the entire time and we've never had a song like that so i'm, I'm excited to play that one live yeah because i mean i've seen you guys play live i know i've seen you play once i think maybe twice i can't really remember but i remember exactly just when you guys get that energy going you're able to move the crowd you're able to get everybody grooving you're able to get people going and No Chill is going to be one of those songs that gets the crowd moving specifically. So, of course, once the album comes out, once you guys go on tour with Nonpoint, that's a perfect song to put in there for yeah. that tour, just to get the crowd going, get the crowd moving, especially put in Sick in there, of course, put Close there. A couple other songs here off of Levitate as well. A lot of different, put Massive in there. There's a lot of different things turning your brain when it comes to how these songs could work in a live setting. But with the vast array that you're able to go with, when it comes to the live setting, no matter who you're playing with, no matter the vibe of the show, no matter the vibe of the tour, you're able to take as many songs as you can and mold around that to create the vibe you need in order to amplify your set, given that crowd. Yeah, um, I, I I agree. Um, I, I do know, you know what's funny about it, though? I will say one thing. Uh, you mentioned like Sick and Closer and even Massive. 
the one hiccup that we had recently was that we, we're trying to figure out what songs now to retire and what songs to move in. And it's the hardest thing ever because we people enjoy songs like like Sick and Closer. And I'm like, if we stop playing those, will people get mad? <laughs> Same thing with songs like Massive. I'm like, uh, I wonder if people are going to get mad like if we move these out. But we want to, now that we have Levitate on the way, obviously we want to move in mm-hmm. uh, newer songs, but we want to keep the set like as high energy as like possible, especially for like a tour, like the non-point tour. Like this is like the perfect time to just bust out like all the, you know, all of like the most high energy songs that we can, you know? Yeah, it's you have to play that game of what do you want to do with these. And of course, I think about different bands as well. Like I look at the good old uh, banner in the background with We Came as Romans. I remember seeing them in 2021 on the To Plant a Seed tour. And they're like, we're going to retire every single song off of To Plant a Seed. That's going to be it. And now the tour that they're currently on, they finally brought back the titular song because they're like, well, we didn't, it didn't feel like it was right to leave that out anymore. Like they yeah. just wanted to keep playing it. So it made a lot of sense, but it's something where, as you continue to grow, as you continue to release more music, you're going to have to make those difficult decisions. But it's a decision that you can make where it's you're not necessarily retiring those songs forever. It's just you're going to take a break from them so that you can amplify newer songs that are coming out that you want to amplify. At the same time, still give people some of those songs they want, like Sick and Closer and Massive. Will you pull maybe one or two of those out? Yeah, you might. Who knows? But you still might keep one in there. You might bring another old one in that people are really getting into. And just let it flow. And then you're still creating that diversity in your own sound, your diversity in your set list. So people want to see you tour after tour after tour, but they know they're going to get some things that they absolutely like. So it's not just going to be you're playing everything new and that's it. And then the songs that they're really hoping to see, maybe that they're only senior for the first time, those songs get left out and then they leave with a sour taste in their mouth. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. It's, it's kind of cool though. Like it's fun. Cause we, we have so many songs now, um, you know, now with Levitate, uh, that we were actually also just talking about the, um, this, I think I was yesterday actually, and we were like, hey, we could probably have a different set list every tour if we wanted now. And literally just tell people, like, hey, if you come see us this at this time, we're playing this. And if you come see us next time, we're playing like a completely different set of songs and try to find, we're trying to find ways to give everyone everything they want. Cause like one of my favorite songs is Soul, but we haven't played Soul already in like months. Um, and I like that's one of the songs I really want to bring back. But then I also want to play songs like No Chill. And I'm, you know, I, I have to fit in. I have to fit in the songs where I can. But we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> You'll get there eventually. It's a puzzle you just got to put together. That's how you have to look at it. It's a big yeah. giant puzzle. And we just got to make the pieces work together. You know, maybe fit the square peg in the circle hole, the triangle peg in the circle <laughs> hole and just all go. <laughs> Everything in the circle. <laughs> Everything in the circle hole. Everything. And even when it comes to, you know, talking about songs that have a little more of that up-tempo style too. I know another one you have on here that has that faster pace, a little bit of the heavier backing is Kill the Rich, which you did with Andy from Monuments, correct? If I'm right yep. on that one. So yep. how, how did that all come together, man? I got to know. Okay, so me and Andy have been friends for a couple of years now. Uh, we we always talk online and stuff like that. Like, he's one of my favorite vocalists. Like, I respect this, per- this man as a vocalist and just as a person. Um, and we, we're always talking about stuff, just touring together and just doing music together. And uh, I remember one of the one of the nights he was on Twitch, he was streaming, and I hopped on his, his stream. I, I normally hop on his stream just to troll him because it's it's just like the most fun thing ever. <laughs> and uh, a couple of fans in there noticed that I was in the chat and was like, oh my God, it'd be sick if you guys did something together. And so Andy was like, yeah, when are we going to do something together? 
And at that very moment, I literally was like, yo, I actually just started producing this song today that I think you'd be perfect for. And so he hopped off the stream, like, you know, at the end of it. And uh, I hit him up. I sent him the song that night. And he sent me back the song literally in the morning. Um, he heard, he listened to it all overnight. And in the morning, literally was like, yo, I fell in love with this song. I tracked the whole part last night. Here you go. And I gave it to, you know, I, I gave it to JD. And I was like, yo, I got this crazy feature. I had the song, whatever. Uh, and JD was like, dude, this rips. And we just... We just went with it. It was it was a little bit of a hassle to get that song on the record, I will say, um, because of the title. Like my my team tried to get me to change the title of the entire process. Like they were like, "Hey, maybe this is too much." But I was like, "No, this I'm gonna leave it exactly how it is." Um, but it came out it came out really 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 good. Um, and I, I also love the energy of that of that song. We actually just played that um, on the the Monuments tour that we were we were testing it out. So we played it a couple of days on that tour. I mean, you'd have to test it on that tour because you can have Andy come out to do his yeah. part and people can get the full experience of it. And if they haven't heard the song yet, which I don't think they did up to that point. Yeah. I mean, now you see that connection, especially from the Monuments fans is, okay, Andy's given that like seal approval to Varsity, yeah. even though they're on tour with them. Now we see him performing the song with them. All right, now you're already building that connection. You're building that repertoire with those fans. And now when Levitate comes out, they're going to want to see what else you have yeah. out there. There's more investment in there based off of that. Just one singular move. Yeah, it was sick, man. Cause like a lot of people that did hear it literally asked us like, Hey, what was that song? When I told them, they were like, where is it? Where can we find them? It's like, well, it's not out yet, yet, but it comes out in a couple of weeks. Yeah. That makes, that makes sense. Where now that everyone's just thinking, I gotta hear this. I gotta, hear, I gotta <laughs> listen to this when it comes out. I gotta see what happens. And when your team's saying like, yeah, maybe change out from kill the rich, just maybe more, a little bit too blatant, too upfront. I think about some of the song titles that people, you know, look back at like 2009, 2010 with the super duper long, crazy, made no sense yeah. titles that worked. Or even today, it's like a lot of song titles that just stand out are ones that you just don't necessarily expect. I mean, uh, use Ice Nine Kills as an example. Again, we were talking about JD. I've got even got an Ice Nine Kills shirt on right now. I mean, they made a song called Very Axmas. I mean, that stands yeah. out like crazy. Their most recent one off of the last one off of Welcome to Horrorwood, Meet and Greet. Yeah, and it's yeah. Meet. And it's, <laughs> and it's about sound sign. I'm like, okay, that is wacky. But also, it's something that sticks in your brain. It makes sense. And when yeah. people are running through the track list on the album, they're going to see the song Kill the Rich, and they're going to think, what's going on here like it's an instant draw man yeah yeah it's, it's interesting because like a lot of the a lot of the songs on the the record i just normally i name the songs like as i'm as i'm going through them and we'll kill the rich like i just i, I sang the lyric um when i when i was recording it because that song didn't have a name and i was like oh this is what i'm gonna name the song um and every time i show someone like the record like i when i showed someone the track list that's usually the one they want to hear first. It's like, what is this one right here? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, again, it's the one that stands out visually. You see it and it just doesn't leave your eyesight. Your eyes are just drawn to it and you're just thinking, um, yeah, that one. Would you want to hear anyone else? <laughs> well, I want to hear them, but that's the first one I want to start with. It's that one right there. I mean, you can do the same thing exactly with Fuck You Forever because it also stands <laughs> out. But it's just Kill the Rich just, I mean, that stands out more than anything else compared to Fuck You Forever just doesn't have a chance to stand out to just something as blatant as that without yeah. any profanity put in there either. <laughs> it's a yeah. draw and it's powerful as a title. Yeah, I, I actually think, I, I think honestly that that's probably the best title of any song I've ever had ever. <laughs> Any song you've ever had so far? 
That's true. Yeah, so far. You're right. One other song that really stuck out to me specifically was Powerless because it sounded like you had a female feature in there. And with your vocal range and your vocal style and how this uh, female uh, connection put in there, when I was listening, I'm like, did you guys get see a feature on this track? Because the vocal <laughs> tone was so strikingly similar. I just could not figure out for the life of me who you got to feature on this track. But the inclusion there was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Okay. So funny thing. So the the girl who's on the record, her name is Lex. Um, she is not a huge artist at all. She is, she's like a pop artist. Um, she's been one of my friends for years. Uh, the the way that song came about was so funny. Um, I was writing that song, and she had came over to my studio. We were recording a cover for her. Now I am a huge fan of her work. Um, we took a break, and you know she asked like, "Oh, you know, what are you working on?" So I told her I was like, "Hey, I have like some songs, um, whatever." And I showed her power. I said, "Hey, I got this one song, um, which I can't seem to figure anything out for. Like, it's like really kind of hard for me." Um, blah blah. blah. And she was like, "Oh, let's you know, let's just take a listen to it or whatever." We played the song, and she started singing stuff, like just demo stuff, like, "Oh, I hear this, I hear that," and so I made her sing it. And after she was done, I literally looked at her. And I was like, "Hey, just so you know, I am keeping." keeping your voice on this record like this i'm not doing any of this over um and she was she was super cool with it um obviously my you know my label was like hey do you want to get someone uh, a little more known to like do the part or whatever since it was just a demo and i literally was like no i was like i don't think anyone's gonna sing it or perform it the way she does i think she murdered that and we kept it she's also like such an incredible artist like i i love all of her work I mean, for me, when I was running through this, I mean, like I said earlier, like, especially when it comes to No Chill, I love the stuff that's faster, a little bit more pulse pound, a little more smash and grab kind of feel to it. But when I was listening through the album the whole entire way through, Powerless is the one I wrote is this is the best song in the record, bar none. And a lot of it has to do with the way that Lex's feature on here came in, again, reminding me a lot of like, uh, like Sia's vocal range, just putting out there. And it's the connection of how the song flowed, how her vocal range and her vocal pattern connected with everything, but at the same time, how it amplified your vocals in the best way possible to show this comparison between the two of you in terms of emotion, but the contrast in terms of tone to really get the same message across in the same song, but in a much different capacity. That's what really stuck out to me, even for someone who, you know, I want to go smashy, smashy in the pit and just have songs that do that and just make me feel like I'm going to end up losing my mind in the best way possible. But this one, this one hit was such a more powerful way where it's, I mean, but a lot of it, I have to credit you for picking that, like getting that vocal feature there. And then when your label is like, hey, maybe we'll get a bigger one, maybe for that, and you sticking your guns on it, it stuck out in the best way possible. No one could have done that style like she did, could, yeah. like comparing to your vocals and amplifying how you sounded in term as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think other people would have done great. You know, I, I think there would have been other artists who would have absolutely killed it. But I think she did exactly what was perfect for the song. And I was like, you know, if it isn't broken, don't fix it. Like that was that was absolutely perfect. That That's a good way to put about it. If it ain't broken, don't fix it. And why, 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 why mess around with it if what you have is what you want? And emotionally standing because it's a song, yeah. it's music. You're trying to convey a specific message. If you get exactly what you want and it's going to convey it in the exact same powerful way that you're feeling it, why mess around with it and try and add more to it or replace a part to it to think it yeah. might get better? Because some, you know, they say less is more. Or sometimes you add something to it and it completely changes up the whole entire flow. 
Yep. Sometimes you add something to it and then the song is just not the same song anymore. It's just something completely different. And I didn't want that. Once she sang it, dude, even on the demo, like when she sang the demo, I could already tell. I was like, that was that was it. Like that, I don't need, I don't need anything else. And and it ended up being like I agree with you. I think that is the best song on the record. Um I think I also think it's the most powerful song on the record, which is funny because the song is called Powerless. <laughs> but I, I I listen to that song all the time and I'm like, I can't believe like I wrote this and just Lex did this and it came out this good because it also came out of nowhere. Like we literally just listened to it in the studio and she sang it. She had no idea she was even doing it and it came out that good. And I'm like, that's a moment that I captured that's on the song. And you can tell like this was this is just like it's a moment like I, I, I'm glad I didn't change that. Yeah, and that reminds me of something like the one time I had JD on the podcast as well, where he was talking about recording vocals with other people. And when it comes to trying to get that out there and like really work with them on that, it's okay, you're singing a part that's great, but do I believe what you're saying? Do I believe the emotion you're trying to convey? I understand the story. I understand where you're coming from, but the emotion that you told that story with, the emotion you felt behind there, it's not coming through. I need more. I need more. I need you to just really dig deep with that. Just how you end up creating this song, again, Powerless being the most powerful song, the juxtaposition around it is absolutely incredible with that title, with the way that it hits. But it's somewhere, you know, the way that it was sung, the way that that just, that flowing feel of, she's feeling it in that moment and she's just letting it go and there's no expectation of what this could be. It's just, you have the freedom to just release all the emotion that she was feeling in that moment onto the track. And this is what comes up. Yeah, you're not going to want to get rid of that because you're not going to get as authentic of a sound as you are having that moment there. Yeah. Also, another funny thing, when she laid down her vocals, it was she did it so well that I retracted all of mine. So like <laughs> the, the original dude, the original demo vocals were it was kind of the same, but a little different. And she tracked hers. And I'm like, I got to I got to go redo everything because you just murdered this <laughs> so you just you just murdered this and now i'm feeling a different kind of way about this and it, i gotta make so, sure i maximize this it's so interesting i did the same thing with black and blue so black and blue um i had like different screams on there originally and then i got tanya from monochromatic black on there um and she's like a deathcore vocalist and she screamed that so well that i took all of my screams off i was like i can't do that so forget it <laughs> i can't do it forget it but, well, that makes sense, too, because if she's going to scream on it and just sound so well, why have your screams potentially, you know, yeah. compare and contrast against that? And then it just doesn't hit as powerful as it is. When you have something that's so much more different and isolated in a track, it's going to stand out. I mean, yeah. I think about things that just stand out in a track where it's this is the one piece everyone remembers because it's so different. I mean, think about Knock Loose with Counting Worms. It's just hurf, hurf. Okay, yep. everyone knows exactly what point that is. Yep. Everyone knows what's going on there, and that's the point everyone looks forward to. So when it comes to black and blue, if you had your unclean vocals on there as well, and then you have hers on there, and hers stand out a lot more, and you want to make sure that's amplified, retracking your vocals to remove that to still amplify the song the way you want to, but using that piece as such a big draw throughout the song, yeah, yeah it's going to work. It's going to make sense. Yeah, dude, it's it, it's one of the reasons why I'm happy I only had three features on this record because all of the people also that I had featured like Andy, Tanya, and Lex, they all killed it in like one try. Like, and and that's kind of rare. Like a lot of the times you'll get a feature and like you can tell the person like they just kind of phoned it in, like they just did it because they got paid or whatever else. But with like with the three that I chose, like they they actually gave a shit, and like I. I really appreciated that because they like came in, they murdered it. I didn't change a single thing. I was like, that's perfect. Thank you so much. And and now they're on the record. <laughs>
that's one thing I think as fans, we never really understand about features as well, where we see features on albums, we see people that are put on there and they're always, you never have the question of how invested are these people in that track as a fan, you never, ever think that, but as an artist, I mean, you're going to notice that every step of the way, especially making these songs, because you know what you want and you're going to be able to tell if these artists, especially that you're trying to work with, if they're genuinely putting in the emotion to connect with the song and putting it out there, or maybe if it's just like, yeah, they're getting paid to do this. It's something that, again, as us fans, we really don't ever think about. Yeah, it's unfortunate because I've, I've heard a couple of features where like, I'm like, oh my God, that's incredible. But then I've heard others where I'm like, yeah, that guy just did it for a paycheck. Like you can you can kind of just tell. And I, I think I can tell more because like, um, because I, I do production, like I'm on like the producer side, I can I can hear like lazy takes and I'm like, yeah, that that guy just kind of did that. Just kind of do it, which, you know, sucks. But also at the same time, some people just want to get paid, man. I mean, we're all, <laughs> we all need money to survive, you know? We're all human. We all need money to survive. We all need to get paid. And oddly enough, that brings me to a perfect time to ask this because I did ask a couple of questions to the Varsity Cult fan page on Facebook, see if they had any questions. <laughs> I did get two from two very big Varsity fans, and they perfectly amplify this. One is Adam Tatum asking, if you are not in the music industry, what do you think you'd actually be doing? Again, everyone's in the the world of music today. Everyone's still trying to make a living off this. Everyone's trying to get paid off this. So if you weren't able to get paid off of this and you weren't doing this, what would you potentially be doing? So I um, I actually went to college. I have a degree in education and a minor in psychology. I wanted to be a teacher. Um, That's what I was. That's what I was going to do originally. Um, I was. While I was in college, I was working at Apple also, um, and I was uh, I was a lead. I was a manager at Apple, and uh, so I was I was working at Apple, trying to you know find my way to get into the school system. And then the band kind of took off, and so I'm like, okay, I guess I'll just <laughs> do this. So you could have had Joey Varea teaching young minds in a different capacity than through music and an actual yeah. instruction, yelling at them to do their homework, <laughs> sit yeah. down. Yep. That's, that's, that's where I, that's where I thought I would end up. And I'm like, and I, I didn't, you know, I don't mind it. Uh, teaching is something I, I actually, funny enough, I actually really do love doing. Like I, I enjoyed it. So it gives you a chance to connect with other people in a different capacity too. And it's even through music, you're still doing it. You're still impacting people's lives for an absolute positive emotional standpoint where when you're teaching, you're doing it as well. Of course, teaching wise, you're going to have a little bit better of a chance to do it in a one-on-one capacity with somebody, but through your music, can you still have that one-on-one connection? Absolutely. But you have a better chance for your music to hit the masses and connect with them emotionally based on how you're feeling, how you're portraying that emotion through the songs that you're putting out. Yep, I agree 180 million percent. Yeah, and then now that also comes up with a second question from one of the other big varsity fans and a friend of mine, PJ Rodriguez. The music industry is always changing. And what is the best ways and what are some of the worst ways that you've seen it change over your time in the music scene? Um all right, worst way, um just too much social everything. Um and it, it's hard to just be a musician these days and just focus on your craft when you have to constantly pay attention to like eight different social media apps and just now you got to be a video guy and all of this and all of that blah blah blah. but at the same time that also kind of helps because like i know a lot of smaller bands uh, you know smaller artists who have blown up because of things like tiktok that normally would not have gotten the chance to play or be in front of as many people as they are now so it's kind of a you know it's kind of like 
it's kind of annoying, but also kind of like necessary as as well. And it's it's really weird to say that because like I I don't hate TikTok or anything like that. I don't hate any social media apps. I just I find it exhausting to always need to be on it. But when I am on it, I'm like, oh, look, I just discovered someone new and I wouldn't have done that without it. So it's kind of like it's like a balancing thing. It's it's the one thing that I both am annoyed by, but also can see what's, <laughs> you know, how it's actually helping the industry. So, yeah, that's that's like something that the industry wasn't, you know, we weren't wasn't it wasn't like that before. Before you had street teams and you put up flyers and all types of stuff. And now it's just it's all social media. So now it's the street team on social media that has to push everything out there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's all now. <laughs> yeah, but it makes sense kind of seeing how it can be both a good and bad thing because from the positive side of it, it's bands have much more of a chance, especially the smaller bands, to hit and to really grow and to gain a lot more of a following and connect with people than they yeah. would in other capacities. I mean, again, take a look at what TikTok has done for bands like Bad Omens, what they did, what it did for yeah. Catch Your Breath. Desire Disguise is another one where all their crazy covers are going up on TikTok and people are yeah. connecting with them there. I've had a couple of bands in the podcast too that have gotten a great jump and great connectivity based off of TikTok. Patient 67 is like the poster child for social yeah. media being used gone right. But I can easily see where the pitfalls come in and why it can be seen as a negative because as an artist, it's still up to you as an individual to do all that stuff until you yeah. get to a certain point where you have, you know, people that are managing it and helping you out with that. But if you're young, if you're growing, if you've got an only an album out, one album out and you're still playing in some small clubs, you have to do this all yourself. So you have yeah. to become a jack of all trades as these certain things. You're not necessarily something you're creating content in a lot of these, not art content, just to put stuff out there, stay in the consistent zeitgeist, yep. stay in these algorithms. And it's just, the quality of it in terms of an artistic way could potentially decrease just based on the consistency of the post and the exhaustion that can come through there. I literally saw a post from Danny Case from, from Ashley New Day, literally about this exact same thing where, yeah, it's, it's, hard. it's, it's a great thing, but also it's hard because the exhaustion that has to be put in there for you to be, like you said, now you have to be a social media guy. You have to be a video guy. You have to be all these different guys that these other larger bands have so many other people for where they're able to just focus in on performing and focus in on the quality of the art and the music that they're creating. Where on your end, you're gonna have to focus on that too, but you gotta wear all these other different hats as well. Social media, video, distribution, marketing, management, everything. Dude, it's hard. I mean, like even now, like I'm working, uh, we're putting out a record. I'm super excited about the record, but I'm working today all day on like videos for the record because i'm like okay if i do everything all at once then maybe i can just like not have to do it later and then i could just pull from a library of things that i have but it's like i wish i didn't have to do this but you know it's i guess i the way i try to see it now is i'm like it's part of the job so just just kind of shut up and just do it joey <laughs> that's what i tell myself all the time so yeah i kind of do that to myself too when it comes to the podcast where it's like oh i don't want to do this but i don't want to do this I always remember, I'm like, well, what could I potentially be doing if I wasn't doing this? How would I feel if I wasn't doing this and stuck working at a full-time job instead of actually doing this? Like, And that's all I had. I would be miserable. I'd be begging to be doing something like this, to have something like this and just keep regretting the fact that I wasn't there right now. So that thought in my brain is like, it's part of the job, but it's also part of the job that you wanted because on the you've been to the other side of it when you didn't have this. And it was a hell of a lot worse than when you were doing this. So keep on trucking, keep on rolling. 
that whole i agree with everything you said like that whole thing like going to work like even though work wasn't bad but i would when i was at work i killed to do something like this and now i'm getting to do it so i'm like every, you know everything good comes with some bad you just just gotta deal with it and just roll with the punches yeah and i even think about it from this other aspect too it's the things that have been able to be created especially from your aspect being a musician with varsity producing all music just creating all this being the artist that you want to be myself with the podcast as well it's you know we could be doing other things, but we'd be dying to be doing this stuff if we weren't yeah. doing that. Plus, we have been on the up. Luckily, both of us have been on the, what it's like to be on the other side when we didn't have this or it wasn't necessarily as big as it was. And we were hoping we'd get to this point. We were dreaming about getting to this point. Yeah. So we can kind of look back, you know, two, three years and think, you know, two, three years ago, I, if I would have told myself this is where I'd be right now, I'd be so damn happy. I'd be thinking I, I made it and I was on the right path. Even though right now we could still be thinking we wish we were bigger. We wish we were doing better. But in the end, you know, two, three years ago, this is exactly where two, three yeah. years ago us wanted to be. And we're there and we're still going strong. Yeah, exactly. I told myself that all the time. Like, all right, a couple of years ago, I wanted to be doing this. And even though now I want to be bigger, but I'm like, just, you know, baby steps. Like, it's all it's all worth, you know. It's 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 all worth it, man, in the end. And it's going to be something where once Levitate comes out, once more people get to, in their hands on it, more people get to listen to it. Just see the growth of Varsity continue to happen. See where you guys continue to grow and just enjoy the ride, man. That's pretty much the key of it. Just keep enjoying the ride. I mean, there are so many people that wish you they were doing what you're doing right now. And even younger you wishes that he was doing what you're doing right now. And you're doing it. Younger me is just like, I can't wait to do this. And now older me is like, right, well, just you wait. <laughs> yeah, I was like, just you wait for all the other stuff. But again, younger you would be looking at all the positives, all the cool things. And as humans, it's, you know, when we're looking at things that are going on right now, we tend to focus in on the negative, but we look towards the future. Yeah. We tend to focus in on the positive. So if we can kind of reflect on what it was like, oh man, is it just yeah. feel like <laughs> we're doing something right here. Yep. Yep. We definitely are. Yeah. All right, Joey, I got one more question for you. And it's something I have been asking every artist that I've had in the podcast. I think I started this with, um, back in like September and I've been trying to do it every single one. And I'm going to ask you, so. Joey, can you give me three bands that you're enjoying right now that you think we should all be listening to right now and check out? Can be at any level bigger, same level you, smaller, doesn't matter what it is. I just want to give more bands a shout out and get more people listening to great all music. Right. Three bands that I'm jamming right now. Um, I am jamming Never Tell, as always. I'm like, I'm like completely hooked by this band. I've been jamming them forever. I'm probably never going to stop. Um, <laughs> Um, I love Never Tell. Um, I've also been jamming Levels, which is kind of crazy. They just announced that they signed to uh, Sharp Tone Records. Mm -hmm. So just like shout out to them for for killing it. And let me think one more, one more. Uh, this is hard because there's so many. I'm trying to narrow it down to just <laughs> just one. Um, let me think. I have to pick. I had to pick one. I know I couldn't make it easy on you, man. Dude, I. There's so many good ones. Good lord, you're making this you're making this possible for me. Um, actually, um, until I wake, I've been listening. So I finally, dude, I've been listening to them for a while. I finally got to meet all of them, and like, um, we all like started talking and became friends now. And like, I cannot get enough of this band. Like, I've been listening to them so much now; it's like ridiculous. I was really happy you just said until I wake. You're the second person I've asked on this podcast that question that until I wake has come up. The other band that brought them up was Catch Your Breath. And Dude. like I've had until I wake on the podcast they were on last year. I've seen them twice, I want to say, and they're just great people. I've ended up uh, being able to make my good promise of first rounds on me. I've been able to make it with them. And 
just seeing him grow can see him continue on and even better now it's like Im- when imminence comes at the end of the year they're uh, going to be opening for imminence and imminence is selling out all these shows too yeah and if dude. they haven't sold them out it's because they had to upgrade the freaking venue yeah dude it's it's insane because like i i i've known about the band for a while and then this year we played with until i wake like maybe like three or four times like our toys just happened across and we were on festivals together and everything else and we actually got to talking and everything else i'm like god you guys are like their live show is also just incredible yeah Catch Your breath is another band we played with them this year maybe like three or four times as well um because of festivals and everything and another band that i was like all right this band is like serious like this band got it <laughs> yeah they're just a bunch of great people in the scene catch your breath until i wake and then you mentioned levels too. I'm like, I just thought they got added to Sharp Tone, and I yeah. just smiled that one too because Sharp Tone's just killing it when it comes to some of these signs yeah, that they're are. making. Dude, the funny thing, you want to say crazy? Um, I toured with Levels maybe like four years ago. Like we did, we toured together like when we were just like tiny, tiny bands. Like, and it was probably one of the worst tours ever. There was maybe like five, six max, like maybe twenty people there a night. Um, but we thought it was like the coolest thing in the world, and it's so sick to see them now signed to Sharp Tone, which is amazing. Just keep bringing these bands up. Keep raising them up. Woohoo! Just keep it going, man. <laughs> well, Joey, as we bring this episode to its conclusion, one of the things I like to do is give my guests, which is you in this instance, my friend, a chance to say whatever you want to say. Plug or to plug, program to promote at the end of the episode. So, my friend, floor is yours. Cool. So, we got a record coming out called Levitate. I guess by the time you hear this, Levitate will be out. Please check that out. You can find it and literally on spotify apple music anywhere um we are also on tour with non-point december so if you like what you hear on levitate or like anything else here please come see us live um we're going to be on tour with them from december 1st to december 15th and you can get tickets for that on our website which is varsity.nyc uh v-r-s-t-y make sure um, no vowels because you know it's like a new york thing dot <laughs> nyc and um i'd love to see you out there please come hang out with us well said, Joey. Now, start this podcast with three things. First things first, I'm going to be your own personal Google on this one, everybody. Go script to the podcast, which is Find Varsity Online, links and labels for where you can find them on social media, where you can listen to their music, where you can listen to Levitate, where you can buy Levitate, where you can buy some merch, where you can connect with the band, and of course, where you can get tickets for the tour with Not Point. All are going to be down there. So go make sure you do that because I'm telling you to. That's why. <laughs> now let's have for number two. Joey, the last time I saw you play live, which was up in Green Bay, Wisconsin, back in 2021. I or 2022. Yeah, 2022. My bad. Too many concussions for make me forget at times. <laughs> but I got to see you perform live. It's fantastic. Got to meet you in person. I remember getting you a blue moon too as yep, first yep. rounds on me. Well, you guys are going back to Green Bay, back yep. with non-point. I'm going to be at that show once again. Let's and you go. know exactly what's coming, man. I'm bringing yeah. the blue moon yeah. once again. <laughs> Let's go. Love it. Hell yeah, man. And now I cannot end this podcast by saying goodbye because, man, it is always a pleasure having you on the podcast. And I know this is not going to be your last time because we usually talk once a year. We'll be doing it again next year at some point, And I'll be seeing you before the end of the year. So this is not goodbye, my friend. Hell no. This is I'll see you later. Fuck yeah. Well, folks, that's my interview with Joey from the band Varsity. Now it's time for Kevin's final thought. I love talking with Joey from Varsity. I told him that my five favorite guests to have on the podcast of all time, the recurring ones, Joey from Varsity, Jonathan or King Collapse, Joey Arena from Outlier, The Boys in Caskets, and Benny from Avoid. And Joey's on that list because every time I talk to him, 
we have these incredible talks and when it came to this one the thing that really struck me the most was when it came to levitate compared to welcome home with joey being able to focus in on doing a lot of the producing himself alongside working with justin DeBleek, former guitarist of ice nine kills who have got the mary axmas shirt on right now i actually didn't plan that i just wanted to wear it because i shot this a couple days before halloween however the main thing that took me by surprise with this one was given the fact that they're able to do that what we were able to do is just really take a look into the whole entire idea, really take a look into this whole entire album and see that, you know, through Welcome Home, they were able to dive deep and try a bunch of different things, test out a bunch of different things and take their sound into a new expansive territories. With Levitate though, now that Joey was the one mainly producing it and JD was able to help amplify some of these things, they're able to test those boundaries even further and become even more creative with different songs. Some are softer, some are heavier, some are faster, some are more pulse pine, some are sort of melodic. And you even get some features in there that you're like, whoa, you even get Joey's version of Thriller in there. Varsity's version of Thriller. It makes a lot of sense though. And it still sounds like Varsity. It still sounds like you have that core in there. What Varsity is able to do with this record, what they show with this record is the ability to adapt and this ability to create a much larger scope within their own sound that not many bands are able to do, but when they do, they're able to connect with so many different people. And when Joey used those features, man, my God, they go through well. So I hope you guys check out Levitate. That's why you should check it out because you're going to see a much more expansive sound from Varsity. If you haven't checked it out yet, now's the time to go check it out. But before I do that, though, go script to the podcast where it says find Varsity Online. Links and labels for everything where you can find Levitate, buy Levitate, get some merch, support them online, get tickets to that show with non-point coming up at, throughout December. And... Just enjoy overall. Also, make sure you follow us on the Corporate Crush Podcast in the description below, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you're not subscribed to the channel on YouTube, subscribe right down here. If you are on Spotify Podcast, I hurry, Amazon, hit that subscribe button and that follow button. Helps us out. And also, like the episode wherever you're at as well. Helps push the algorithm. I want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for supporting Joey from Varsity. Go check him out. If you're going to be at the Green Bay Show on, I think it's December 8th or December 9th. I think December 8th. Or ninth. I don't know. It's one of the Epic Event Center, though. You see me in the pit. You see the guy in the Bruce had the pit. Come say hi. Let's have a beer. Let's have a good time. Let's enjoy. And let's go mashi mashi. So on that note, that's really guys. Thank you for watching listening to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin. And you guys know how I end every single one. He's up to the big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all. Yeah.